Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Bop Pod Quarantine Tapes. I'm so excited about our guest today. She's a comedian and actress. She was named Best Online Sketch Performer by the New York Times. Everybody, give a warm welcome from your homes to Alyssa Lim Paris. Yay! Hi. Hi, Alyssa. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being on this Zoom today. <laughs> now, talk to me. Where, where, where are you right now? Yeah. Are you in New York? I'm in New York. I'm in Park Slope, Brooklyn. It's very comforting to me to see your apartment. I feel like it, it feels homey. It feels like New York. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good apartment. My new uh, my New York. My roommates left uh, for the virus. Um, it's so weird. It's like I wanted to say for the holiday, but it's absolutely not a holiday. Um, right. It's the opposite of that. Yes. As opposite as you can get. So it's the whole place is but to myself. It does myself. feel like yeah, the world is just on. It's a holiday probably makes sense because you're thinking of like, what's the only time where the whole world would have the same schedule? Yeah. And New York is just like empty. It's the holidays. Um, But it's I actually was thinking because this week was really weird and like not great, um, but it was still good. And I was just like, I'm very thankful to like be in this apartment. Like it's very cozy. It's totally. really nice. Well, you know, like uh, natural sunlight. Mm-hmm. I like I also love seeing people's apartments, too. Like it, it gives us a sense of like comfort and like. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I know. Sorry. I, my boyfriend's here, too. So we're like we kind of, you know, we just have like a bedroom and then another room. So kind of half of each of our days usually spent in the bedroom. Yeah. So we're yeah. Like, all right. This is now also kind of the office. If, yeah. Yeah. But, do you feel like you're like rotating between each room every day? Yeah, totally. We just kind of, yeah, rotate through and there's only two. So we just, I guess, switch. <laughs> like, all right, I've stood <laughs> in the living room. Rotation. Yes. <laughs> Three o'clock time uh, to go stand in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's walk through the closet. Yeah. Yeah. But how are you holding up otherwise? Yeah. I mean, pretty good. I feel, I feel basically lucky to be safe and healthy. That's the main thing and to still be able to work. And then I think, you know, a lot of being a comedian is learning how to work without any structure and like we're all kind of used to that we've been doing that for a while so for that sense I do feel we're kind of well prepared for like okay you have a blank day a blank week like how do you and you're really great at this too I mean just like making projects for yourself and structure for yourself when there's nothing you know we both I feel that's a good part of this business yeah even though yeah. a lot of this business is now gone for now it's still we can still do that stuff yeah well thank you for saying that I also I agree I think it's been really like not, I don't like the word inspiring because it's like it's such a weird thing but it's like yes as a comedian you have a job to do that's like a lot larger than you think it is on the day-to-day and it's like you want to make True. people feel good and you want to bring happiness to other people and like to see the ways in which like you and Meg Stalter and like uh, Ava Victor have been like doing these videos like I don't know it seems even more like poignant right now um, and so I think it's just really like it's really in, I don't know uh, I guess I'll say inspiring you know oh. it calls for it um, oh, to thanks. see the ways in which like you know you rally even at a time where people like might not feel really motivated to do anything at all so yeah, yeah. 
Thanks. I mean, because that's it's a hard part, too, is like the balance of like, well, not wanting to take anything lightly. That's the weird part of our career, like by continuing our career or by continuing to do the stuff we do. It also is like a light thing and such a dark thing. So, yeah, there's a real balance of like, I want to make people laugh and I want to do the thing that is my way of communicating with the world. But I don't want to like take things lightly or discount the trauma that so many people are experiencing right now. So thanks for saying that, because it is. The flip side is being like, ah, should we all just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Bunkering down and praying or. Yeah. I know. Just like sending thoughts and prayers all the time. Right. But you know, like, obviously you know that my dad was, you know, sick and stuff. So I feel like for that year that I was living at home, taking care of my dad, I really got, like, that's where I kind of feel like I, I learned this style of like, okay, taking care of someone all day or being in hell all day. And then being like, okay, well, I still need a window for myself. I still need to do comedy for myself. So in a weird way, when this all happened, I felt like, oh, I, I've been down this, I know this zone. I've been here before. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to say, like, I feel like your comedy has always kind of, you know, balanced that, like, the the chaos and, like, you know, the sadness with, like, the lightness and the humor so well. And so I was wondering if, like, I mean, you know, the podcast is about music, but I think we can talk about this, too, a little bit. But, like, do you feel like making comedy right now because of what you've been through is, like, still a challenge or it's just, like, your natural instinct because of, like, how you process things and your your voice? Yeah, I think it's probably always a little bit well, yeah, it's always a little bit harder to do stuff when it's dark. But then the flip side is like, this is kind of, I feel where I learned my voice was in doing this when my dad was, was sick. So I think there's something strange about like, when everyone's going through something in a weird way, you have, you have like a unify. It's like once everyone's watched Tiger King, now you have a whole new pool to like play from because we all experience that the same exact way and a tragedy is a little similar where it's like we're all it's a weird thing to be like the whole nation relates like we're all all of a sudden we are all going through something very similar so there's there's a big pool of stuff that's like oh we're all if I'm feeling this maybe before the pandemic if I were feeling this only like my three best friends were also feeling this way now it's like if I'm feeling this most likely everyone is so in a weird way that makes it almost easier because you're like well, we're all experiencing this, so we must all, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It is like we're all kind of like a family now and that this is all something yes. we're living through and like we're dealing with that will affect like the next however many years or, you know, lifetimes. Um, and that's totally. a really funny thing about like, you know, having like a cold or like a, the flu maybe like last year is just like, yeah, you talk about it to your friends and they'd be like, I'm so sorry, that sucks. It kind of it reminds me of a Kat Cohen tweet that was just like, uh, it's crazy that I've only, I'm the only person that's ever been like heartbroken or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, you're the only person experiencing it. But right now it's like, we're all in this together, whether we like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you see that with like content from everyone, like families, like you look on, yeah, there's like, oh, I just watched this thing from like, I think Dublin or something. It was this family who made like the mummy and daddy restaurant because their kids really wanted to go out to eat. And I'm just weeping watching these parents like be like, and what can I get you for dessert? Ice cream or something. And yep, we'll get right to it. The chef is daddy. It was like so cute. And, oh my goodness. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw a similar video where the, the little boy like created his own hibachi like service. Oh. 
for dinner for the family. <laughs> and he's like maybe eight years old. And he's just like, he does the whole like rice mountain and like sprays like fake sake in their mouths. It was just like, it was so cute. I find a lot yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very, it's very cool to see what everyone does. And also the internet's so cool. It's like, like the fact that he probably learned how to like, it is a, I do feel grateful that we have the internet in this time when we're all cooped up, like versus, you know, if this happened or when this, something like this happened a hundred years ago or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he probably just was like, oh, how do I make the volcano with rice? And then he looked it up and he's like, all right, that like Luke, I was watching a magic trick the other day and, and I was like, how does he levitate? And before <laughs> you know it, Luke and I were like, <laughs> look at me on YouTube and like, oh, I did not levitate. Yeah, like, you guys really are levitating. <laughs> You're levitating. 3 p.m. Gotta go levitate in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, you can um, learn that it's it's really I you know, I I was a little bit I was a curmudgeon about the internet for so long, just like thought it was a very dark place and now I'm just like it's really, really great and I'm I'm at least thankful this is happening right now where like we can connect and hang out and also like laugh over these things too. That is the weird part or the cool, not cool, but that is the interesting part of tragedy. And that's what I found with my dad is like, if 90% of your day is dark, then the extra thing will be light because it has to be light. When the world is kind of like neutral, then who knows what's like, I feel like Twitter when the world is neutral can be dark because you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to live my beautiful life and go outside and be present. And the internet is maybe bringing me down. But then once it's once the world is now 90% dark, all of a sudden Twitter or the internet becomes a place where it's like, wait, let's be light because mm-hmm. we need it. So yeah. I do think that the internet can suck, but weirdly in a time of tragedy, I think it's like a, it ha- it, it has to be, yeah. I, I so agree. I so agree. And it's also like, yeah, it, it, it kind of also helps shape your outlook too, where it's like, okay, so much of your day is bad. Do you want this thing to also be bad too? And I feel like, it kind totally. of just changes the way you see things too. I mean, there can still be bad tweets, but like <laughs> right, 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 you just right. find the goodness a little bit more easily when overall things are not great. Totally. Um, so on that topic, as we, you know, pivot to, to music, what um, is, are there specific like songs or artists that you listen to when you are feeling down? Well, I have like, I love music so much. I love it so much. I feel like, I have different types of music when I'm feeling down. I usually just like listen to down music that all kind of is like, yeah, it's like, or not even when I'm down, almost always, I feel like I end up listening to music that's just (laughs) crying in, in like, yeah. But I really love country music. I grew up on like pop country, like literally top 40 country, like just, and so I've found the older I get, the more I listen to country when I'm sad because it makes me feel, if I'm trying to feel better, you know, sometimes music, you want to just feel heartbroken. So I'm like, let me listen to like four Emma forever ago. <laughs> that song is should be fucking illegal. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that song is like Manchester by the sea. Of yeah. music. Like, oh. Skinny love. Yes. I Is that yes. the one you're referring to? Yes. yes, I agree. That is a perfect uh, analogy for that song because it's like so blue yeah. and gray and like that whole album. It's like you can really just kind of sink in and be like, all right, at least I'm not alone in these feelings. This guy is definitely doing worse. <laughs> <laughs> he just has so many instruments to express how much worse <laughs> <Exactly>. he's doing. <laughs> um, 
uh, on the like. So I'm I'm a little bit you know when I was in high school and I would I would feel down. I would definitely listen. I would just like you know simmer in those feelings and play as much sad music. But as I've gotten older, I like I cannot listen to it. It'll just like it'll drag me down to the depths of the earth and totally like yeah you can't handle it anymore it's like yeah we've got responsibilities i yeah. can go down there i got things to do <laughs> i got things to do and i'm an easily uh, impressionable woman i cannot I have to remain you, you know do you ever feel that way like you're just too emotional sometimes what oh sometimes i'm like i'm just it's too much I, it's too always much. always oh. and and i like i kind of love it because you know when i was younger i was just like i was like i don't have feelings i don't need anybody I like had friends, but I was just like always like very alone, but like annoying with my aloneness. Like just, I don't need anything. And now yes. I'm like, the, just the, I see a baby and I cry. <laughs> Same. Same. I, I, yeah. And music is a, yeah. Music can just take you pretty instantly. Music can, but, but it's also great because then, yeah, it, you feel like oh okay a lot of people feel that's all you want you just don't want to feel alone and music helps you be like oh yeah okay i'm not yeah. alone this thing yeah it's yeah. like it's a similar thing of like you know doing doing comedy right now it's like right. everybody is feeling these feelings or has felt these feelings so that's why there are songs about almost every kind of emotion out Literally. there um so on the topic of country and country pop do you remember like the first times that you heard that music or like kind of what gravitated you to that genre so, you know, it's basically, I grew up Greek Orthodox, so I went to church every Sunday and the drive was like maybe 20 minutes. And so it's Sunday morning and that's when the top 40 countdown was on. So every, I have like a very clear memory of from however young, just like having to get dressed up and get in the car and get to listen to the top 40, like on my way. And almost always the bummer was, we, I'd be like, let's wait in the car. And then we'd have to like miss the top three to go <laughs> to church. So yeah. that, that, that was, yes. <laughs> Um, I always complained, but like, and then like leaving church and going to like Dunkin' Donuts or something and like still listening to country, like it's just a very pleasant memory in my head. And then, you know, my dad and I, as we grew up, like we mostly liked it. So we would like trade, like on Sundays, we'd both look at the trades and be like, oh, this song, like even when I was in college, we'd email each other and stuff. So obviously it's like very tied to my dad, which makes sense too. But even if my dad were still alive, I do think it's just a nice memory of, like childhood and it mm -hmm. makes me feel very and country music is kind of like homey it kind of reminds you of maybe that's just me but I um, I agree I don't listen to like as I've gotten older I've listened to more country artists um and my sister always loved it like she was so heavy into Garth Brooks when I was younger and she loves it now yeah she had this like a uh, huge like collection of his of his Garth Brooks and then like Chris Gaines albums Oh, yeah. yeah, she she was yes. heavy uh, into it, and um, but I was always just like, whatever, I'm gonna put on Jaw Rule, um, and so we had conflicting interests. But I now that I, when I listen to it now, it does feel like very cozy, and I don't know if it's because like you know so much of it is born in the South and like it's warm climate and it's sunny, yeah. and but it does it feels I use the analogy of like a warm blanket a lot, and I might be like overdoing it at this point, but I, I do feel like there are a lot of country songs that feel that way, that it's just like you can feel like the air of the South when you hear their songs. Totally. And like, may, I, I do also kind of always feel like I've always like, I feel very happy with the life I'm living. And like, I would never want to live any other life. And like, I tried and this is like very much where I'm happy being. But I think I probably have 10% of me that like, lives on 
in a house with like seven kids and dogs and like maybe it's a farm or something so it's like it's almost like like it's like you know where I came from is like I'm never gonna live the life that I grew up with but in my head I'm maybe like 10% of it's there and so when I listen to country I'm like oh yeah that's like feeding that 10% that I don't really want but it's like there yeah yeah it's like it uh yeah it's like my my therapist uses the you're using your creative brain um phrase a lot and it's like it might not be like a reality that you will see or like that you really really want but like it is a version of your life that you can kind of see for yourself totally or that yeah that like even you miss or whatnot because yeah like my my yeah so so yeah that's and okay weirdly enough like I never go I don't go to concerts a lot especially like I just feel like in recent years big crowds have been very scary so like I was like eh. mm-hmm. but I went when I was a kid my boyfriend got me tickets to Blake Shelton for Christmas and I was like this is going to be great and we went I tell you I want to say like two days before shit hit the fan so one of my last memories pre-quarantine is being in a huge concert space with I don't know thousands of thousands of people listening to Blake Shelton and like Gwen Stefani was there and then he had Lauren Elena and like two other John Anderson and the Bellamy brothers and Travis Tritt like basically every like not Travis Tritt someone else but whatever like country icons and like my last memory is this basically church-like experience of hearing all these country heroes singing in a big arena I cried and cried and cried and it was just like one of the best nights of my life and I remember leaving being like I'm gonna go to more concerts and then the next day they were like okay never leave your home (laughs) yeah but I'm like I feel very lucky that yeah, I did that before everything happened. I that's sounds like a beautiful memory to have. Um totally. and I I love it. I love that you had that. Um do you feel like I think also comparing it to church is very like apropos. Um and I think I do that a lot with like concerts I go to as well even when they're not country, but I I can see it being especially fitting for country music. Do you Totally. Is like I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this question super well, but like do you uh is there like do you find a lot of like like religious analogies in the in the country music you listen to or is it like more secular or does it matter even yeah i think that that's a a good question luke like even said he's like wow this really walks the line of christian rock because he's like there's so much mention of god like this is god's country and like so much mention of god i i think I think maybe maybe there's some of that that I like, but I would say for me, church was mostly always like sit familiar sounds and familiar smells and like familiar people and a feeling of like for a moment, I'm not going to think about myself for this hour. I'm just going to chant or I'm just going to like be in this other zone and really not think about myself. And that's like, I feel like especially with our career, it's hard to do there's not a lot that that can help take you there because yeah with especially with the internet so i think the main comparison for me is just the sense of fully like familiar like knowing every word and being able to sing along with a lot of people and yeah when some of the messaging is at least yeah positive or or yeah i don't i yeah, I'm not so sure. 
I think that's but, a, a great like yeah. you know comparison to draw too. Like I, I think that was yeah. a great answer too. And I I wasn't like looking for anything specific. It was just like sometimes I like think about country and I think about like religion in the same kind of breath, but it's not always the same breath. Um, but I think, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm I'm not like a super religious person myself, but. I have friends who are like a little bit more like like devout Christian and even as somebody who like grew up Jewish and has kind of like become distant with the religion it it's like so heartwarming to see people like still dedicated to their faith and kind of like for that reason too where it's like this is something in my life where like the outside world doesn't really get to breach and like come into yes. and it's it takes me away from all the stress and everything and when I was growing up, religion was like, it wasn't like uh, a breath of fresh air and it wasn't like fun like that. Or it was more just like very stressful. And I went to a Jewish day school for like eight years and it was, it didn't feel like, like that. And as I grow up, I'm like, oh, this makes sense why people would like also write songs about this and celebrate their religion and like be so outspoken about it because it is something that like grounds them, which that's it. Yeah. That, that's like nail on the grounds is such a great way to say it. There's especially like once I don't have like once you lose your, your childhood or a parent or your home or like whatever could ground, like whatever used to physically ground me, I don't have that anymore. And so I think that's it is like, I don't even realize it's missing. And then I went to that concert and I remember being like, oh shit, like this is, there's something very grounding here. Like, oh yes, everything's okay. You have this part of your life that, yeah, I love that. That can't be like, the outside world can't come into this. Like this yeah. is, yeah, I love that. That's totally it. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's kind of nice to think that like there are so many things can that can give you like that kind of faith and that kind of grounding. But, and like, I think sometimes I do think- It can be food, it can be smells. Yeah, there's yeah. so much that, totally. It doesn't have to be religion, but I think like hearing it expressed in a musical form as I've gotten older is more like, I don't know, it's kind of nice because it's like you're taking this mainstream sort of thing that appeals to everybody and making it specifically like about a section of people who also have faith in this thing. I don't know, it's kind of nice. So my next question would be like, if you're putting together a quarantine playlist, um, what would a few of like your go-to songs be? So yeah, we've been listening a lot to all the artists who are there because now we're like, it's a very positive memory for us. Yeah. So we, which I love too, because I'm getting Luke on country. He never liked country and now I'm nice. playing like that. Yes, I'm so on we're your playing side. A lot of, <laughs> yes. Um, we're playing a lot of that. And then I just have a long playlist with my friend, Mae Wilkerson, who I'm, I think you know. Yes, yeah, I know like, We live a couple streets down and we both moved to LA at the same time. And so we've been like, we have this shared playlist on Spotify that throughout the year we added to. So it's kind of like a, it's a nice, like listening through it in the same way. It's like, if I listen to songs that we both put on there in like September of last year or July of last year, it takes me a little bit back to that time, which feels, which feels like nice. And again, it's just a nice comforting thing of like, there's there's life outside of this things will be normal like this is a, a thing we're going through that will pass let me look through my playlist yeah I, I definitely want to know some of those songs that like take you back um, too I mean literally the first one on the album is called good vibes by Chris Jansen because it started because yeah May and I loved LA so you know we kind of had an anxiety podcast in New York and we were very like angsty and emo and then we both came to LA and like really rediscovered life and happiness and so 
we were like driving one day and listening to country and we were having so much fun. And she was like, you got to make some playlists for me. So the intent was that it was just like really positive music, but then of course life gets in the way and then it, but yeah, it started with good vibes. Um, Oh yeah. Some Jody Messina. Jody Messina is like this woman who's very like, lived a tough life and just all of her song lesson and leave us. It's like, she has all these very good gritty, tough songs about like being a strong woman. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really strong women in country. Yeah. Yeah. The, the high women I started listening, listening to. Oh, I don't even know them. I think that's okay. Marin Morris's band with, Oh, was she doing that before she became solo or, at, or is that, new? you know, I don't no. know. I thought it was a newer thing, but I don't have the like scope on country to actually answer that accurately. <laughs> Yeah, and Mary Morris, like, is great because she kind of can live in the pop world, too, which is that's when you can really do well. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Oh, God, this song's so great. Sixes to nines. Have you heard this song? No. Oh, damn it. Lives. We're on a... <laughs> I'm such a bitch. I always pause it on an ad because I'm like, I'm done. And then yeah. when I have to listen again, now I have to listen. I don't have the patience listen to it then and then I screw myself over in the future so yeah it has a lot of just like good positive pump up songs on it so you mentioned that like in New York you you and May were a bit angstier you had the anxiety podcast and then I got the sense that when you moved to LA it was a, a bit more calming and I so I wanted to know if like you know you sensed any change in like the music that you typically listen to yeah I I definitely think so like I, I think it was probably, yeah, New York is such a, I I know this sounds crazy, but I'm like, I don't even remember listening to music in New York. Like New York is, there's so much noise in New York. It's like this, uh, yeah, I don't even have memories that as much of listening to music. I think probably when I got home, I would listen to just like a little bit more sadder music to try to like slow it down Mm because the city's so noisy mm-hmm. but I can't I, I probably listened to some country but I feel like moving to LA felt a little bit like moving to the suburbs so it, we both are from the suburbs and I think it had this calming feeling of like oh we have a car we're going to drive to get groceries like it, it brought back that top 40 vibe of like yeah. oh let's like put on top 40 country or the radio and like let's just listen to kind of like easy listening things that are happy not like coffee house mix where we're like kind of yeah bringing it down trying to like shoot out ideas too and like you're under pressure almost that's like totally yeah I I think that's a really uh great note too where like I don't know a lot of you know if if you move here from somewhere else you're most likely you know you don't have a car you're just listening to music on your airpods you're getting it from like your computer or just like I don't know hearing things randomly but I, so I'm from New York, but I grew up in Queens, and I also like have a lot of early memories of listening to music in my dad's car, and I have like very distinct visions of me just being like, can you put on Z100 or can you put on 100.3, and like just listening to that, and that's where I would get everything, and I think there is like a purity in kind of just yeah sitting in a car and listening to music with no with not a lot totally. of like background noise to kind of cloud it or any just like outside stressors almost you're just like taking in the music totally yeah there's nothing I love more than being in a car and like 
blasting mm-hmm. music. It's it's like the most calming feeling. It's my favorite thing. I could drive for and I drove to Phoenix, Arizona. No, yeah, Phoenix, Arizona in like a day and for a show. And we were just driving through the desert for like six hours and we we're just listening to music. And I was like, this is it. This is living. Like this is really, really my yeah. Wow. My that sounds amazing. I do. I just want to drive through the desert. I think I, when I was in LA one time, we drove up to San Francisco, like on the Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, yeah. But I want to see. I want to see the desert really badly. Yeah. And like where all those music videos are shot and. Totally. Yeah, I'm sure it would. I don't know if it like. Well, you can say this, but it, I don't know if it like gets monotonous after a while. But for somebody that never sees that, I would really like to. I'm still in that zone where I lived in, yeah, I lived in New York for so long that I'm still in the zone of like, this is so beautiful and I love nature that even if it's monotonous, I still feel like, oh, I can't believe I'm looking at mountains while I drive. So yeah. I'm sure it will get that way, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet yeah. either. Um, I think that's good, you know, stay in that for as long as possible. Um, so one of totally. my last questions as we, you know, like near our ending, um, do you and May, and I, I guess it could be like any of your, your close friends or just anybody, like, are there any like musicians or songs, you know, could be anything that you remember getting from like somebody else? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, actually my friend Claire Vance, who I went to college with, she's the one who I'm not good at finding new music. Like I'm very good at I love yeah like I I know outside of country I have no like wherewithal to find music and she's the person who got me to sixes like you turn my sixes to nines like just very um that song really it's yeah big wild it is and that song like uh that's probably one of my favorite songs of all time and it's just so like happy and joyful and fun and I would have never found that without her I always whenever I need a song I'll just ask her like what can I listen to and she always she always has something what else did she have that one that was um yeah I think it's you know as long as you have a friend like that I think I get a lot of music from like a lot of my friends and I try and be that person for other people but it's like yeah there's uh, there's so often moments where you are like feeling something or you're just experiencing you're just living in a moment where you want to know that someone has been there before and yeah I kind I kind of look to songs as like insight on people that have lived things that I'm living and so it's always nice when you have a friend that can like deliver totally. that to you totally yeah um, okay so our last question for the podcast so when quarantine or social uh, distancing is over whatever you want to call it what will your post quarantine debut song be when you walk out of the house well you know what song i listen to to like pump myself up for if i'm like nervous or scared or if i have like a big thing happening i listen to walk me home by pink do you know mm-hmm. that song uh yes is that the it's walk me home the and dead and I'm... yeah walk me home and dead and <laughs> yeah i and love like, that one i like yeah it's it's generally yeah it's like a song that i listen to because i'm yeah my adrenaline's up or i'm nervous about something and so it's almost like i'm excited to feel that feeling again i feel like right now we're doing the opposite of that which is just kind of like my heart rate hasn't been raised in <laughs> like 20 days so yeah. there's something very ex- that song is kind of like 
armor for me of like taking on whatever scary things coming. So I think it's going to probably be scary and freeing to leave and go back into the real world. So yeah, I'm excited to listen to that. I agree. That. I, I love that song. I think that's also a great point of like, it's going to be scary too, because I, you know, I, I think I relate in that I like being alone and I like having my own space and there's like there is a safety and like okay well everybody has to stay inside and we can't be like taking risks and trying new things and you know putting ourselves out there in the ways that we like normally should be or trying to be and uh so totally. it, it is like a vacation from that but when it's all it over is. yeah that is definitely a weird part is like for half of it is like a little bit of like okay you we can you can be you don't have to kill your like you don't have like just chill like there's no for a second it's just yeah survival but then the flip side is yeah yeah we get used to just like living the routine I guess but I'm sure that we you know we'll we'll everybody will be so excited to just be out of oh, their yes. homes that we might not even think of the fear when we're putting ourselves out there again and just like taking risks so I, I think it's true we're gonna be a lot more appreciative of it and it's gonna feel yeah yeah it's gonna feel amazing well Thank you again for being here and I hope you continue to stay safe and comfortable and yeah, we would love to have you back anytime. Thanks so much. I, I had so much fun. This was such a treat. It was so nice to see you. you stay too. safe in New York. Sending Thank my love. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Butt Pod. A podcast for the stance.